Welcome to episode 7 of the Landscape Mode podcast, coming to you live from San Francisco, California, and the offices of our generous and successful sponsor, MoveWeb. With me today, of course, I have my co-host, Justin McGann, and we have Hampton, a fan and a co-worker who's somewhat knowledgeable about mobile security and is asked to come on the podcast, so we're going to see what Hampton has to say today. Hello so, there, everyone. Hampton's here on the podcast because yes. he's very qualified to talk about it, and also because he was wandering by as we were setting up the microphones. Yes, I was walking down the street, uh, I just got him a cup of coffee, and I was accosted by two gentlemen who wanted me on their podcast. So both of these things, his proximity and his qualifications, are good for the right. podcast. So today yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about mobile security. It's, it's very strange. You know, mobile has been going crazy. Everyone, you, you've heard this a hundred times, there's a million mobile apps, there's mobile plays, and now it's all about mobile in the enterprise, which means that it's perhaps the first time anyone cares about making these things secure, because the corporation cares if they're secure. People don't seem to care. So you have all these companies coming out of the woodwork. I guess Lookout is the most most well-known here in San Francisco where Lookout is headquartered. We're plastered with ads Is this from different Lookout. than the Lookout? It's not the Lookout, which is a semi-popular bar in San Francisco. Yeah. This is Lookout, the company that is on all the bus shelters. I don't think I'm... Is a uh, <clears throat> enterprise mobile security purchaser myself. Uh, I've never heard of them. Maybe I should ride the bus more. So I'll give you the... I'll give you the yeah, what do they do? They're more... They were primarily more consumer-focused, and now they're pivoting to be more enterprise. Isn't this, but the consumerization of the enterprise, that's buzzword seven in this podcast, uh, <laughs> has, is very important for Lookout, because previously they had this consumer offering, which to me, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin and Hampton, but appeared to completely duplicate the function already built into every iPhone, which is find your iPhone, wipe it if you if somebody steals it and is going to do bad things, lock it. What does it do anything Apple doesn't do already? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't use Lookout. I just I did a quick check of its consumer grade uh, features and it was basically the same as as find my iPhone. Yeah, ex- <laughs> with with one important difference is that the corporation controls Lookout whereas Apple controls its uh, theft prevention yeah, I think it's also uh, better management. So if I lose my iPhone, I can go on, you know, find my iPhone and kill it. But if for some reason you have given me this iPhone and you're my boss and you want to kill my iPhone, then you're capable of doing that. So it's, it's, it does it's allow the boss thing, to kill it? your... It, I think, yeah, it can kill all the apps that are... That are tied to that enterprise. So when you're fired, oh, it's like app specific. Yes, you pull out your phone and and you can the a lot of these you know this whole field of MDM mobile device management. That is the buzzword of the year. It's That's a big right. buzzword as we head off to its conference season. So as we head off to Interop and the Gartner Conference and Red Monk and other conferences, everyone's talking about MDM, where your boss can destroy <laughs> the apps on your phone, the data on your phone and purportedly not destroy your personal data as you are fired while you're coming into work. Yeah, I mean, so the one that I know that we don't use, but we kind of have for free, so Meraki, uh, which is, a, <clears throat> they basically produce networking equipment, 
and uh, they were purchased, I think, last year by Cisco, mm-hmm. uh, so now they're part of the Empire. Um, but they basically have kind of the system manager software, um, and they, they've kind of started, re- I think, about when we were buying it, I mean, I remember when I was trying to purchase it, we used it for our laptops, and they were basically coming like, oh, and you can do it on people's phones, too. I'm like, I'm not going to make everybody in the company install something on their uh, phones. I mean, we, we don't really have, like, <clears throat> at least my my personal world, we don't have, like, a ton of apps. It's mostly email. And, I mean, that's definitely a big one. Like, if somebody loses their phone, they locally on that phone have a copy of every yes, email. Yeah. And, and so you can remotely destroy what in MDM language is called that container. You know, right. they talk about containerizing email but didn't, containerizing the app. But didn't Apple just add a bunch of these features in iOS 7 to help with some of this? Or no? Uh, well, because there's, like, VPN-based apps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And with add, that, you could basically turn you, off the access. You could then, turn off the networking to that app, but you can't reach in and destroy just that app's data with any of Apple's tools. So the whole MDM universe That's why is, we build hybrid apps. Yes, you can turn off the web view, and then it's off. Yeah. And they're easier to develop. So they have companies like Good. I also like Good's product, which is called Good Security. <laughs> it's not great security. Oh, my gosh. It's good. But it's, but good. it's good. Come on. It's good. It's really good. Oh my it's good. And I'm glad I don't work in marketing. So they can, they can reach in and destroy the containers if somebody steals your phone. They can manage the containers. You can have access to certain apps. They can manage your data that you store in that app. That The container, they realize that you're going to carry your phone around. And... No, they're not going to issue you a phone. Enterprises now, I think, have gotten around to the point where they they realize you're not going to they're not you're not going to take their phone, but you'll bring your own phone and you'll carry their containers on your phone. Yeah, my father-in-law carries around his BlackBerry and his iPhone. So the BlackBerry is his work yes. machine. Yeah. It's really sad as you go through all these MDMs and other like enterprise level security type sites that. The homepage on nearly every of these sites is about all their white pushing their white papers on how quickly you can migrate away from BlackBerry <laughs> securely. Um, so this is a I think I can talk about this. So we, you know, we've I, as an engineer, I do engineering management stuff. So we're always looking. We're in San Francisco. It's very expensive here. We've always kind of like maybe been looking to open an office in like a secondary market where things aren't you know insanely expensive. Um, and so I was talking to a representative of the Canadian government, and uh, they were like, I was like, oh, well, like, what city would work? And they're like, um, Waterloo has a lot of available <laughs> workers. And for those who don't know, RIM is based out of Waterloo, Oh, it's very sad. Yeah, so I was like, oh. And I was like, Blackberry. She's like, um, there are some interesting economic opportunities in that area. Yes, I was there's like, 10,000 people who now don't have don't a job. Have who jobs who are, did have a job like yeah. a month ago, so yeah. <laughs> Just like, I mean, university's good. It is, but I know what you're referring to. Um, yeah, so that's sad. So, and, you know, we, we talked about on the podcast like a couple weeks ago uh, about Android exploits in that purportedly some 80% of all mobile exploits are on Android and only 5 or 6% are on Apple. I think it was even lower than that for Apple. Yeah, it's very low. percent. It's fascinating to me that all of these security features in the imagery on their sites, in the examples, they're only talking about Android. And they say, oh yes, we secure iPhone too. So you have like one strategy. So Samsung, I think, is has discovered that this is a point 
of this is a pain point for the enterprise that they don't feel the Android secure. So their marketing for how secure they are has sort of gone into overdrive. If you walk into the the transit station in central San Francisco, you'll see that papered floor to ceiling and on all the walls are pictures of Android are Samsung safe for enterprise. And yeah, there's like right. locks and there's yeah. Android phones and everything's all locked up and Yeah, but the the big thing with that, the reason why they're doing that is because just recently the federal government went away from mandating that you had to use Blackberries. And yeah. they've gone out and that study that said seventy nine percent of of this malware mobile malware was on Android devices was from the federal government. So Android's trying to react very quickly yeah. so that they get those large contracts. I also want to point out uh, Landscape Mode is your number one news source for finding out what ads are running on San Francisco <laughs> transit. That's absolutely true. If you need to know what yeah, happening... This is where you come to first, right. the most trusted news source in which yeah. ads are in the subway. <laughs> well, when I wake up in the morning and roll off my bench and look up, <laughs> see the poster above to See me. which pa- thing you've been papered with. Yeah. It's just, it is like such a completely un unseemly race to snap up all the poor BlackBerry owners that have been abandoned by by bankrupt BlackBerry. And that was, I mean, that was BlackBerry's magic sauce always, was this kind of enterprise security yeah. controlled operating system. And like, I totally understand why Android... <clears throat> I, I won't go so far as to say it is insecure. I don't think that's really fair. But, um, you know, it's a flavor of Linux kind of that the OEM, the manufacturer, threw onto the phone uh, with some hardware they built, and then they added a whole bunch of custom apps on top of it. Uh, you know, Linux itself is pretty secure, but it's very easy to make it insecure yeah. if well, you're not doing something right. And the app approval process is just sort of like, you're approved. It's very easy to get approved as an Android app, and so those apps could do bad things. Well, I mean, those, those are... Pr- I would assume that the attack vector is not that way, since those kind of run in a relatively containerized environment i would think your biggest problem it's just it's a linux machine with yeah. no good operations person running it i mean one uh, one thing i read uh in that described why there are not currently more exploits you know you don't typically open your phone and have tons of viruses running on it oh my god my phone is slow it's a zombie is that the interesting point that there's not a lot of value in attacking your phone. There's no, there's not valuable information that you can easily get to on a phone because things sort of are... Totally disagree with you. You can't... It's de- about to happen. But yeah, it, I think it will so, happen, but banking like, apps are sort my, of... There's, my, there's my, no sensitive information. I mean, my thumbprint, yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, my phone's got an LTE connection. It's faster than most of the Wi-Fi connections I use. And if I need to build a bot army... Somebody's dumb, overpowered Android phone that they bought for their grandparents. Yeah, I guess that's true. They don't really notice it. Makes a wonderful zombie. But you might actually discover it because your data plan will run out. You know, like in a, in the way that you'd never discover a computer after years of right. bots. Yeah, I mean, there is like the you. Yeah, you, who knows what their bandwidth. You might hit hit bandwidth limit, and the data you can get, I mean, it's not that a lot of people are not yet doing mobile banking on their phones. There's just not a lot of really great information that's valuable. Is mobile bank... Oh, you you mean for... I think think about bandwidth usage. I'm like, why would mobile banking be behind bandwidth? No, no. I mean, if you're, you're like, trying to get something valuable off everybody's phone, and maybe their contacts, if you can get at them, but typically those are more effectively sandboxed in the OS. I mean, I would say phishing would be your number one thing you're looking for. I mean, I, I would be looking for somebody's iTunes password. 
Yeah, that's something a, like that could be useful. Yeah, that's I, you buy an app in the right. store and it as, sells a lot yeah. really quickly for some reason. Yeah, but as I, complicated as we pretend the security is, phishing is still the wide that's majority true. of it. That's true. Social engineering is All you have to do is, is make point. an app that looks like the lock screen, and then floating over it is what looks like the place where you enter your password. Yes. If you need more instructions on how to desecuritize oh. the phones in the enterprise, please address Hampton directly at his email. <laughs> well, look, look, it's it, part of my job is to think up worst case scenarios for this kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, I mean, and BlackBerry did have this reputation as being ultra secure and so enterprisey. <laughs> yeah. I I remember uh, when I worked in New York City years ago. Um, Guys who did not have like great jobs would go to the AT&T store and buy like a very bland corporate looking Blackberry to impress girls that they must have a corporate job if they had a Blackberry. You know, it, it meant that you were in an enterprise. And now that was a long, long time. Yeah, that was. No, I mean, I, re I remember when. I mean, I, I had a Pearl for a while. I, I, I liked it. It was actually a good phone. Yeah, girls were never impressed by my trio. That didn't didn't work. So Samsung's take on this, it's really weird since, to get back to the ads in San Francisco, since they papered, <laughs> a real topic. since they paid to paper this station only a few months ago, now Samsung is all about its new uh, security platform called Knox, which in case, you didn't, this, yeah. in case you didn't get it, it's, it's supposed to remind you of Fort Knox, you know, like it, it's highly secure. And they've selected uh, Lookout to be like sort of a central part of their Knox strategy to secure all these phones and make them super... I, I am extremely skeptical about Samsung generally as a company, both some business I did with them in the past where it was confusing, um, to say the least. Uh, and the kind of their app strategy when you watch their keynote, to me, it's like throwing darts at a wall and just seeing what happens. So Which is I, their product strategy. It also. really is. It, like, like, what, I love the take a still photo and 10 seconds of sound. I'm like, what, you could just do a video. I don't... Or like, what's let's the, just make a hundred devices of every possible size and shape and, and, and see which yeah. one sells. Yeah, I mean, so. so, but just in my mind as an enterprise buyer, I'd be like, so those are the guys who are going to be the linchpin and see... This security things them throwing at a dartboard on how they should yeah I agree security. and like, the, I the way they graph it out is they have you know your standard stock on your standard uh, technology stack on a cell phone where you have the OS and you have a layer where the apps run you have a browser and that sort of thing so they the description of Knox is they take the box and they turn it into a lock so it looks like a, it's a lock like around all these things and then they draw container boxes around everything and say it's containerized and that's that that security strategy where you simply depict it as secure and say things are containers seems to be the, the security strategy of everybody from yeah. Symantec to Cisco to SAP. Everybody's doing this thing now, and and it's unclear to me if, if it really exists. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it is a good strategy, generally. Obviously, you don't want to share data. I mean, that's the opposite of this is clearly insecure, right? Um, and it's a, it's a fine approach, but look, the... The only way to be secure, in my opinion, is to be a very old piece of software. Uh, seriously, so I do trust Java's core app containerization. It's been used for a long, long, long time, and lots of smart people have poked lots of holes so in it. So, are you suggesting that people have like, what is it, Java on their? What is it, Java ME? Was that it? The I, Java I, I'm on not, your phone. I'm just saying, like, the idea of container. Like, any new security system has a lot of holes in it. 
It just takes yeah, time. I agree. So I, you know, personally, when I'm designing secure systems, I just go for the oldest, most poked at piece of software you can put out there, and that thing will be secure because. Well, what I worry, time, well, time then, is one of the magical formulas this, of security. This may be why BlackBerry could actually succeed as right. its so like vertical say, enterprise Black, player. BlackBerry has been poked at by so many people over so long and yep. so much sensitive data. They've they've closed so many security yes. holes and so, version over version. They, and it, we do know that at least one of our Fortune 100 clients, who I will not name, is still revving and producing. Revving BlackBerry six and seven apps and actually producing new ones. It mm. apparently does not plan to have its uh, global workforce of over fifty thousand people change phones. Well, I think it would be one of the ones they support because, look, even internally, um, with a modern mobile company like yeah. us, we have yeah, yeah, certain yeah. unnamed people who, you know what? Damn it, they like their BlackBerry. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I, I'm not jealous. I'm not volunteering to be CEO of REM, where basically it's kind of like grandparents who won't give up their device. But a lot of those uh, grandparents uh, are very, they have C's in front of their titles, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So these companies, yeah, they're like, they and come they, to the boss like, oh, we're only doing Android and iPhone. And, and you're like, what? No. My, my point's at right. BlackBerry. Um, yeah, so that, look, that supports there, and IT departments are still going to have to support those. Um, yeah, no it'll be what. it will be interesting to see uh, at at this at, at the first crop of trade you know trade show season is typically fall and winter at the first crop of trade shows post BlackBerry's like sort of implosion or beginning of an implosion, how much signage and and mindshare is devoted to trying to snap up BlackBerry market, which is three percent. Of all cell phones, but because, but all three percent of that, those are in, still in enterprises. Yes, and it's also like the biggest pot piece of the pie that's up for grabs at all. Everybody else already has a phone. It's switching users are the only people who get new phones. And the earnings levels of those people who is use high. Blackberries is very yes. high. Yes. It's probably yes. high. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I mean. You, if I was giving advice to BlackBerry, and it sounds like I am, uh, it would be, I would actually recommend they go into the kind of MDM area. Like, I think a BlackBerry branded apps collection for businesses to help them deploy yeah, and manage true. applications. Trade the name, trade the fact that your brand name is one that executives trust for data security. It's a very good idea for them to, you know, they're famous yeah. for managing their own phones so securely. Exactly. If they could extend that to other models. Exactly. So say, it's, hey, bring bring that BlackBerry. Now, as my Hampton's rule of security that things only get more secure over time, it would actually not be that secure to start. <laughs> but people would think it's secure. Right, but, well, hey, look, there's a lot to be said. I mean, all these companies, Samsung's trying to say, hey, trust us, trust us. I don't. Um, and I don't. They're not coming in with a lot of. Samsung is a company who every model of phone they add a completely new piece of hardware, some sort of bizarre hardware thing, or a, there's a pen, there's like blinking eye thing. Right, this one has a flash on the back or front. Too. There's back Simple front flash, right, two flashes. And yeah. oh, the, the facial recognition, which is apparently fooled by holding a picture of the owner in front of <laughs> So these devices don't ring secure to me, just no matter how many locks. I'm looking at the Knox homepage right now. How many locks right on that page? There's like 18 locks on the page. They're showing you how incredibly secure it is. Everything is locked up. There's, there's like crystallized forms that are in encapsulating and containerizing everything. I'm looking for some for some locks on bagels. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a good one, Hampton. You're welcome. Speaking of locks on bagels, I'll segue to our next topic while we still have time. Uh, this is mobile in mobile sort of taking over both the business and technology section of every magazine and website. Whereas previously you had Financial Times technology section, now like seven out of ten articles are about mobile. And ditto for the New York Times, for most of the tech blogs. Like if you go through the tech blogs, you're reading about mobile devices. It should be a mobile device blog. So is this going to persist? Sorry, that was Hampton. Hampton doesn't buy it. It's where the interest is now. It's where the low-hanging fruit... It's where there's uh, quick user adoption. It's a lot easier to get people to sign up for... Download your app, free app, and get people to to use it. So I think this is what's driving the security. Like, that people are so rabid for mobile that they will pursue it in an unsecure way. Or it's just new. I don't know. I mean, look, okay, there's a... I, the mobile revolution has come and is revolted. It is done. <laughs> like, I use my phone more than I use my computer. Uh, I agree. Even so, when my computer is, like, one foot away. But, but so that, like, that's the world we're in now. Um, and it, this seems a bit like, you know, the year 2000 and the tech section got called the internet section. No, but I disagree like, with you in this. You're right in the consumer space, but I think in the enterprise, it is like the year 2000, where they're like, oh my god, these mobile devices, we have to do something. Web portals. We need portals. Yeah. And Sorry. so that I think they are kind of new in an enterprise but, setting. Yeah, I think it's just a natural thing to happen, though, that the kind of buzz translates into businesses. Um, if the buzz had died down a couple of years ago, then they wouldn't have moved on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now businesses are having to deal with the fact that people love their phones, they want to work on their phones, yeah. and they can't just call it in by saying, hey, this is the only place you can get your email. Like, um, we now have mobile-only analyst firms, like tech analyst firms that only talk about mobile. But that's the same thing as the internet in the late 90s. Yeah. Like, there was an internet-only analyst It's strikingly firm. similar. Look, it, it, in one way, it is always a sign of a bubble, because that's kind of dumb. Uh, yeah. However... I mean, but then on the other hand, I mean, sorry, mobile is actually really important. It's just, it is technology. Like, I I don't like it when the story becomes about one thing when they change the name to the mobile technology section. Um, Yes, that's more what I'm talking about. It's all technology. Like, and it's this crazy rocket of progress that we're on. And yes, mobile is this, is where all the innovation's happening. And that's awesome. And that's why... I've devoted the last six yeah. years of my life to it. I mean, what, um, what I'm talking about in a more specific way is I have a friend who works in biotechnology where there are some incredible advances being done in biotechnology and they cannot get in the news anymore because you're completely crowded out by the the minor upgrade to iOS 7 that has happened or the fact that you can blink your eye and, like, turn off the Samsung wait, Well, they what? need to get cracking on an app then. That's true. They really wait, what, I mean, look, these are, <laughs> I mean, like... What, what these advances? Journalists will write what people want to read, right? It's apparently only mobile. Yeah, that's yeah, my. But contention. that's what people want to read about. Yeah. Like and and perhaps soup. Is, yeah. They also. They're also. Do you have anything to say about soup, Justin? I'm just a big. Here's the thing about soup. That if we're gonna get into this. Yes. I come from. Uh, previously, I was in a very humid area. I couldn't have soup. Now I'm in San Francisco. I can have no, soup. No, no. You time. chose not to have soup. You can't have soup in Tampa. <laughs> you can't. So, I'm just... Uh, the Columbia Restaurant, uh, uh, black beans with rice, or the black bean soup, that is amazing. So don't even... 
Uh, Tampa win. Sorry, we're, it's, we're talking. It's just about... too humid to have soup. But so I'm deferring you guys on Florida. So what he, what Ike is saying is, if you have any good soup recipes, you should definitely email them into me. Okay. <laughs> this is the weirdest topic. <laughs> uh, I, is... I don't. I don't know how. How do we get to soup? I that was a segue, but you're burning up our mobile podcast time with soup. So soup recipes also send them on your mobile right. device. Well, right. super S O U P R is my new startup that I want to announce. That was the. <laughs> Uh, what does it do? Well, you can order soup from your phone oh, <laughs> and get amazing. it delivered anywhere in San Francisco. Okay, just don't expand to Tampa. This yeah, is no, the, I wouldn't. This you'll read about this adventure be and Valley Wag shortly. Okay. To bring this all around, does this mean that I need, now need to have antivirus software on my phone at all times? Uh, what kind of phone sem- do you have? Symantec says, "This your is iPhone. what I love. There's all these antivirus companies, like I." Symantec says yes. You need to have the an- the antivirus software on your phone. So an interesting like thing that's happening is people the antivirus companies claim that somewhere around ninety percent of desktop computers are protected by antivirus software. That's because they consider their software to be installed on the computer if it's just there, even if it's not active. You know how it keeps blasting you with these messages like "Please pay for me, please I'll co- protect your computer." They consider that an install. And they're lamenting the fact that no one is installing their software on phones because phones won't allow you to do that. Pop up all these annoying messages, yet not work. Well, so on iPhone, I believe it would be, I mean, as far as I know of iPhone operating system, it would be impossible to write something like a virus detector um, because it is locked down yep. like crazy. Yeah. Uh, Android probably, just because it's a Linux box and... They would probably use a bunch of security flaws in order to read other. Because basically, you have to go read those containers to yeah. see if they're doing anything wrong. So this um, is what this is what these companies intend to do. And this, I think, this is why the technological descriptions of this containerization and stuff mm-hmm. are so vague, because it is really unclear. It seems like what, we can sequester yeah. an app and allow the enterprise to control it, but how you scan a whole phone is really unclear. Well, so the ones that are, you know, managing installs of particular applications, I mean, that's, you know, that's a little different because within that application, you can kind of encrypt or do some other things or need an external key or something like that. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of, I bet that's the approach most of them are taking. Because look, the whole point of it, I mean, so for those out there, we didn't really define MDM, did we? It's mobile device management. I, I think we did, yeah. Okay. But did yes, well, again. I redefined it. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was going to go with a different acronym. Um, no, anyhow, so MDM, the, really it's the realization that people want their own phones. And it's like, hey, let's coin a new phrase for we tried to give people some crappy phone that they didn't actually want, and then right. they got mad and wanted to use their phone. And it's you almost can... impossible to get the people to carry two devices. Right. And yeah, you well... can only say BYOD so many times, you have to come up with another acronym. Right. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, but the real issue, you know, for any, I think, IT department is, yeah, I mean, we do have actually sensitive data that it would actually be bad if we lost, and I just can't have you installing anything you want on there and not knowing, like, just, like so you're I don't saying you to bump could- the files. containerization is necessary for that reason. Whether or not it exists I think is it unclear. Is. Absol- wait, absolutely, this is a real problem. I think that's why it's so appealing. The idea that, okay, okay, I give up the fight to give you a device, especially since BlackBerry just blew up. So take your phone to work, but I'll containerize. But I think it remains to be seen if that really works. Well, I mean, so like, here's an example of where uh, small sample size. This is not a customer, so I can 
talk about it. Um, no, but we're basically some corporations build applications and have an app store just for kind of propagating out information. Yes. So the employee handbook is an application. Yep. Our last, our current quarter targets by region and sales lookup tool is an application. Even when a website would be just fine or yeah, and it a would, PDF would be just fine. Um, so I think a lot of these solutions, you make sure that you can only open that if you're an employee. Yeah, um, and think, those can be deleted from your phone without your consent by the admin. So I think my guess, well, if I was building my own, I mean, that's a little harder to pull off because then the phone has to let that app delete stuff. But if you just make it render, it's encrypted, you can't read it ever again, it's a meaningless jumble yeah. of characters, right. you should probably delete it. <laughs> uh, I think that's, I bet a lot of these containers are doing stuff like that because yeah. that way you right. don't have to do anything fishy with the operating system. It'll work on both devices, and all I, two I, of them that exist in the world. This has to be a very hard right? problem because Samsung worked on this security thing for some time and then apparently just gave up and bought Lookout. Well, didn't buy, but partnered with Lookout to be its security solution. Uh, I, have you thought about MDM on your uh, your Firefox phone that you love to talk about? Uh, you know, I've, it's been almost an entire episode. I haven't mentioned the Firefox That's why phone. I brought it up. And since we're at the end of our near the end of our time, I'll just remind everyone that Firefox <laughs> Test Phone is on Twitter tweeting its experiences. Uh, Firefox Test Phone is not. No one has found a way to containerize or manage it yet, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they. And will. What is the Twitter handle? I know there's an underscore in there somewhere. I it's there. It's too difficult. Like a good Twitter handle for a, a, a podcast promoted. Feed, it's kind of unpronounceable. You have to go to the blog post. It's Firefox Test OS phone or something like that with many underscores. Nice. That's good. Um, hey, so uh, next week we will be broadcasting. Justin will be here and I will be live from the Interop Conference in New York broadcasting the latest trends and scandals in tech <laughs> from New York. Uh, until next week, uh, I'm Ike Lorenzo. I'm Justin again. I'm Hampton, no last name. And we will, uh, at least some of us, will talk to you next week on the landscape. Thank you.